It's episode 1090 in this Irrelevant Podcast here back at Orlando, safe and sound, barely. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, do? <laughs> uh, his new album is dropping August 25th. Everybody pre- pre-order now. Save it now. And yes. back after yes. 18 years in exile from Austin, Texas, mm. author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hi, guys. I know I've been gone a long time. We have missed you, and you have been gone so long that your face is different now. <laughs> what 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 is helping mm. you see? Well, I went to the eye doctor, and I haven't been to the eye doctor, you guys. I don't know if you guys are... Well, you all wear glasses. I don't know about you, Derek, but I haven't been to the eye doctor since 2011 because I had LASIK. And I just thought, huh, what do I need to do? But the other day in church, I'm 45, I had a hard time seeing my Bible. And so I went to the eye doctor. She said I could use some readers. So I actually am trying out... I. I Went over to our friends. Well, I don't know if they're our friends. They're not my friends. Maybe they're your friends. Warby Parker. I don't know them. I don't know Warby or Parker. Hey, hey we were the <laughs> first podcast they ever advertised on back okay. in then 2010. Friends, but, the, but hold on. I have show. so many Warby Parker's <laughs> pairs because of that. So. Friends but, of the show. But, but Jamie, you, the way you said it was almost like something happened friends. behind the scenes. Not like my friends. Well, my friends. You know what? They're not my no, friends. No, I'm just saying like, I don't know them. I don't know. I don't know them at yeah, all. But impersonal business transactional if, relationship. If Warby and Parker want to send me some free glasses I'll take them but so I'm trying some glasses out and so I thought today I would try these out I showed them to my family they all hate them in fact my husband said you resemble Jeffrey Dahmer with those glasses on and so, so I just thought mm. I'd bring them to the show today theater of the mind that's, that's gonna make date night <laughs> theater of the mind. she's wearing thin gold framed mm-hmm. kind of you know teardrop shape glasses the, the Dahmer glasses can I tell you something uh, my son and I, he's 13. We went to Warby Parker not that long ago. He wanted to update his look. He bought those exact same glasses. Do so. they look good on him? They look, well, they call him Jeffrey at school, but he loves it. <laughs> I mean, he's been getting bullied <laughs> relentlessly, but uh, it's a good, you know. They he, look he good on it. him. He gets compliments all the time, but like, you know, kids who have no fashion sense uh-huh. want to like tear down kids. Yeah. Who I like years. them. I like the vibe. I think it's very cool. I do too. I, I, do. I think I'm going to go with them. If you were to I, murder me, I'd be like, at least, <laughs> at least I'm getting killed by somebody who's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say if 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 I have to be the victim of cannibalization, oh I gosh. want it to be someone that has stylish eyeglasses. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was ahead of his time, I guess. Oh, and rough. he cut off heads of his he time. Oh my gosh, that is rough. Oh my god, is he still alive or is he passed away? Out. No, he was he was beaten. Well, I mean, this is grim. I don't know if we oh, were. He did. He, he got murdered. Yeah, That's right. Okay, yeah. sorry. But he did become a follower of Jesus before he died. I don't know if you guys know that. I, well, I, I don't know. Does it count? Does it count? <laughs> Cameron, if he's yes. one of the, the I think we should pivot. Oh, guys. I think we should pivot. Jesus. <laughs> I don't see this. I don't see this going anywhere good. This is I, if you all tuned in for worship leader Anna Golden, who's joining us later. We, <laughs> oh, we are Anna. very sorry for the start of this podcast. We do have a great show in store for you today, though. Uh, coming up later, we talk to Anna. Uh, we have your feedback, and right now, stay tuned. We're just we're just gonna get going. Uh, Emily joins us for relevant buzz.
You're listening to Caffeine. The song is Demise. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown, to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. What's going on? Um, the first thing I want to talk about is a surprising artist at the top of the Christian music charts. Uh, it's a drag queen who goes by the name Flamey Grant. This cannot be true. <laughs> at the top of Christian. This is this is a we joke. Do, we do need to give a moment for what's, fl- the what's the name again, bro? Flamey Grant. Flamey Grant. <gasps> I missed it the first time. Oh my gosh. This is wrong. It's true. Is Number one song on Christian charts. I want to know how Amy feels about it. I'm sorry. How did this slip through? It's the, 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 the name got me. No, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing. It, yeah. I'm the inappropriate guy at church that laughs when the preacher yeah, makes look, a mistake. Man, so credit just, where credit is due. It's just overlooking me, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the flamey Greg got me out of here, y'all. I'm sorry. I can't wait to hear the rest of this, y'all. Come on. Sure, sure. Here's Flamey Grant's number one song on the iTunes Christian charts. is Good Day um, which went number one uh, the song went number one and then their album Bible Belt Baby also reached number one on the iTunes Christian no. album charts <laughs> Bible Belt Baby <laughs> is this like a Weird Al Yankovic thing like is this like tell me more no they're yeah, so give us some context they are genuine like they um, they really it is Christian music they put out this album what's crazy is they it's put not out the a album. joke it's not a joke they this is a drag queen who genuinely says that they love the Lord and is like putting out Christian music. Um, they The album actually came out in October, which is why it's also extra notable that it just went number one. But it all started when Sean Foyt tweeted about Derek Webb, who was part of Cademan's Call, for collaborating with Flamey Grant on a recent project. Um, Sean obviously had some feelings about this, tweeted about it, um, which actually ended up bringing a lot of attention to Flamey Grant because their album honestly just really hadn't charted like it hadn't been listened to at all but by bringing attention to it more people started looking it up and started listening to it um and whenever uh flaming grant got called out they went to instagram and kind of asked their followers to sort of prove sean wrong and it 
turns out they did. And so the song is number one, the album's number one. Um, and to no surprise, this is the first time a drag queen has ever been at the top of the Christian charts. So kind of kind of newsworthy. A, Very newsworthy. Classic. We are living, we're in a Jordan Peele movie, y'all. Did y'all, did y'all realize that? Did y'all realize life is a Jordan well, well, Peele movie? This is a classic example. Have you guys heard of something called the Streisand effect? Is it no. bad press um, is good press? Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, so so back in the day, uh, if you Google it, this is actually like a, a term that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, in the Internet era, it's it's back in the day, Barbara Streisand, her house, uh, a, a, like aerial photo of her home was featured like in, in a news article about uh, erosion in different parts of the California coastline because her home was on the coast. She was felt that that was invasive to her privacy, that people were, you know, that this picture had gotten published on a relatively obscure newspaper article. Like if she would just ignored it, people would have just kind of moved along and not really shared it. She sent a cease and desist to that newspaper and people and that leaked and people found it so funny that she thought she was above just, you know, having an aerial photo of her picture taken. People started making songs about her home. People started like (laughs) doing memes of pictures of her home. (laughs) The fact that she brought attention to something she didn't want attention to to yeah. magnify right. the attention to a degree that when, when something like this happens, you know, when uh, you know, there's someone who's saying, I can't believe, don't look at, don't listen to this, everybody, it magnifies it. Mm-hmm. This is, like I said, it's sort of a, a classic example of, of you know, the, the Streisand effect here. Honestly, I feel like at this time, at this point, a lot of Christians like the Sean Future, whatever those guys are, like I feel like they're actually working for the opposing. Oh, like team. they hire, like they did a little, like, like let's pay like the Democrats like, to, like, to talk back. To storm yeah. the Capitol. Yeah, like, let's pay Antifa like, bro, to storm the Capitol. How many <laughs> times does this have to happen? Like, how many times do you have to have outrage over something that nobody cares about, and then you just blow it up? Mm-hmm. to the to the next level like people love that like, outrage i never though. even heard it's mm, they, they love it. it they love it it makes them feel mm-hmm. like justified or whatever but it's hilarious that it's not hilarious it's actually this is just like i said we're in a jordan peele movie like i don't i don't even know what like we have aliens exist we got flamey grant topping christian charts we got um global boiling now right we're not global warming anymore we're global boiling that's coming up next yeah and it, <laughs> oh i didn't know that so so i'm like at this point i mean i wouldn't like christ gonna have to come I, back i do have a soon, question emily we, we has, has the amy grant uh said anything about this that you know of as far as i know i have not seen anything um so do y'all think I, she will I don't know. Um, when you look yeah. at the drag, she's like not. she doesn't look, she doesn't, she hasn't made herself look like Amy Grant. As far as I can tell, she doesn't have any songs that are like rip. It's not, it's not, I think you mentioned like Weird Al. It's yeah. not like a parody. Not, it not really a is just, yeah, it's just, she's a, a popular Christian a artist game. and there's yeah. a good pun yeah. there. Well, if she knows about the Streisand effect, she will. Exactly. Not I was just going to say the anything. same thing. Exactly mm. right. Uh, if she won't say Amy, a word if you're listening, or if you're listening. Otherwise, she, please don't say nothing. Amy. You and Vince just, just hang out. Don't worry about Amy, it. Amy, look, Amy seems pretty chill. Well, you're in, I don't you're know. In say, Amy might do a collab. I ever can see it. Yeah, I was going to say she Listen, seems pretty chill about. I stuff. had Amy Grant on my show, and I was so nervous because it was the Amy Grant, not Flamey ah. Grant, but Amy Grant, and uh, she was awesome. She was just yeah, yeah she was cool. really cool. She's really I cool. loved talking to her. I did look up Flamey Grant while you're talking, and she's coming to Austin soon. 
Well, there you go. I'm not going to go see her. I was just saying she's on tour. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that. Imagine if her career just exposed or their career. I I don't, I don't know what the pronouns are, but if their career explodes and, and Sean Fuch. I love that you keep saying his name wrong. I love it because I'm never going to correct it. I don't know who this guy's name. I I, I don't know. this. Like for real, I don't know this guy. Like I've just grew up with him. I, I did. I, I did. I, I did. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just know every time yeah. I see his name in headlines, it's something like this. It's well, literally, it's, it's, it's him stepping well, Derek, on a to rake. Your point, like, like every time, it's like him stepping on a rake in the, the handle, him in the hitting him in the face. So that's like literally the only thing. Um, I see. Since this has all come out, Flamey Grant has done. I've seen has done a lot more interviews. Like they, they were in Rolling Stone the other day. Um, so yeah. like, as are, all number one artists oh, would wow. be, right? right? I mean, yeah. like. Oh wow! Like, so like they're getting big. Um, so like it is kind of what we we're saying. Like Sean was trying to, I guess, squash this career or whatever. And it's like you actually just completely <laughs> lifted them to the highest chart. It was it was like I, I, um, that. Uh, I, was it the Scooby Doo show that was on Max or whatever? Like that. Yeah, yeah, Velma. Velma. yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Velma. Velma. And like. Yeah. There was so much like critic, like people were so outraged just about various aspects of that show. Like I can't believe the qu- it led to that show becoming people watching it, even if they were sort of like hate watching or curiosity watching. It got renewed for yes. a season. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. you know, yes. again, like it's it's a. I gotta find somebody to make angry. Before <laughs> That's I'm what I was gonna say, Derek. Like, I, I don't say really know. Sean. I, I have to pick somebody. Like, maybe I might get. Yeah, huge. the fact that you like, don't say his name wrong. Right. Diss track on. He's gonna Sean, diss you, Sean. Yeah. Fuch. He, he, the uh, fact that you keep saying his name wrong is gonna upset him. He's gonna diss you publicly, and then you'll have a number one album, dude. Go for it. Hey, that's what they, that's the goal. Hey, man, Sean Fuchs. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll give yeah, you a hint. There you, are bro. some silent letters in there, so it, you're not close. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not close. even close. Yeah. Have you heard of the... the I don't even know. What is his name? I, mean, I know who he is. But. <laughs> He's a worship leader. Came from Boy, Bethel. The only yeah. reason I know of him is during the COVID stuff. Fetch? Right, exactly. It's Fetch. Yeah. It's Fetch. That's what I'm saying. It's him stepping on a rake. Like he, he keeps stepping on rakes. Like it's another rake he stepped. Which on. Which it's like, hard. Because yeah, those, like, those rakes are made of millions of dollars because those rakes have made his name known. Listen, Sean, I am a rake. <laughs> Step on me. I want a number one album. Step on me. Rick. All right. What else do you have, Emily? Um, the next thing, Derek kind of mentioned it, but I do want to talk about it. Um, have you guys noticed this summer is like unusually hot? Jamie, specifically looking at you because you're in Texas. It is it's hell in Austin, Texas. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's Tennessee is it's hot at all times. It's so what's funny about Nash or like Tennessee being hot is it's still cooler than what I'm used to in Texas. So I've been having a pretty great summer because I feel, yeah, to I me, t- this is not bad. It could be worse. What? Like, Texas is hot, y'all. Like, you guys, you don't get it. Um, It's it's like oven heat. It's like that Phoenix heat with humidity. I mean, it's like, it's it's, it's no good. It's bad. Phoenix is crazy. You saying Phoenix with humidity? Phoenix Phoenix is dry. It's nice. She's going to say some stuff, but like, no, but like not. Phoenix was uh, named by a, the a meteor, meteorological institute in in Europe. The BBC reported that they said, like by definition, Phoenix, Arizona is the first inhabited city that would be uninhabitable without air conditioning. It would be 
uninhabitable for humans if they didn't have air conditioning there. So because of the temperatures this year. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's the first city in the world. That's uh, crazy. With that moniker. So anyway, what what's the information uh, about the summer heat, Emily? Well, officially, now that we're out of July, July was the hottest month in recorded history. Um, and yeah. that is global. That's not just like region specific. It is the entire world was way hotter than it's ever been. And because of that, the UN is reporting that we are no longer dealing with global warming. Instead, we've entered what is called the era of global boiling. So we mm. are just we're melting, we're boiling, we're melting everywhere. Um, The UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez spoke to the UN recently and gave a report about the state of the world um, and shared that climate change is just permanently altering our globe each and every year. And extreme weather like soaring heat, fatal floods, terrible storms, those are all part of our new normal. Whereas before we maybe had like some seasons where it would be really bad weather and then it would kind of normal out. That's pretty much the time of the past. It's just going to be extreme weather um, of the worst kind moving forward. The thing that is the analogy that sticks in my head, because, you know, inevitably this winter, when it's going to be very, very frigid, all the people who want to denounce yeah. global warming be like, where's your warming now? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's a, the analogy that sticks in my head is what we're seeing is a seesaw getting more extreme. So it's more extreme hurricanes, mm. more frequent floods, more, ex- you know, worse winters, worse <laughs> summers. It's like, that's what's happening. And, uh, I don't think that seesaw is going to stop anytime soon. So we've yeah. had that seesaw here in Austin with these drastic freezes in February for the last two yeah, years. Right. It's been, let's just not, I've never lived, I've lived in Texas almost my whole life and never seen anything like that in this yeah. like central Southern part of Texas. Are we at the point of, are we at the point of no return? Uh, apparently that's six years away. I, I, I read that like the point of no return is five to six years away. There are things that we can do, but what's inevitable I'm reading is like, like parts of earth will be more inhabitable in the future. And so it's, there's just going to be a, a migration and a population shift away from areas that are uninhabitable, more toward more temperate climates and like the population spread that we've seen globally over, you know, the last several hundred years is going to be permanently altered where people will not be able to live in those places anymore. Well, it's so. crazy. The New, York, the New York times did a piece. Oh. <clears throat> I think it was this week. It was like a photo <laughs> feature about like, the fertile crescent the the um you know the cradle of civilization mesopotamia like where you know there's speculation like the garden of eden was like at one point you know the most um fertile and abundant um you know place on earth is now arid it's desert you know it's it's in the it's in the middle east Mm -hmm. and and you know they're they're running short on water now there's a there's a culmination of factors there including like, uh, you know, really bad irrigation techniques that's been employed in agriculture for, for a very long time there. But climate change is certainly a major factor there that what the area that was once, like I said, you know, biblical scholars say the Garden of Eden, literally the garden that was the embodiment of God's ability to, for, to, to show what abundant life looks like is now a desert, you know? Um, you know, there it is, it is, you know, kind of, you know, another sort of, uh, you know, wake up call of, hey, we, we should probably look at, start looking at solutions here. Continue to look at solutions. I have a suggestion. I spent last week before we went to Virginia in the North Carolina mountains. Lows in the 60s, highs like 73. Yeah. Yes. 
Let's all move there. That's all I'm saying. These Smoky little mountains. small towns, we're coming. So hey, look, Chatt- Chattanooga, Chattanooga, hour and a half away from me, and this a man. The the temperature is dope up there. It's a vibe. How much different or Phoenix, than guys? Nashville. Or Phoenix? Uh, no, <laughs> Jamie, no. All right, what else do you have, Emily? Um, the last thing I want to talk about. Let me ask this: Do you guys have a favorite Bible character? And you can't say Jesus. I'm gonna go with Peter. My man Peter was my man Peter had the sword chopping your ears off. I'm rocking. I'll I'll go with Mary. I'll pick a girl. I'll I'll go with Mary. Raphael. Which which Mary? The Harley. Mary, the the mother mother of Jesus. Okay. Okay. Relax. Let's maybe let's maybe pick a different word to (laughs) describe her. Every idle word. (laughs) (laughs) Every idle word. Sometimes I gotta go. Not because I I don't know favor, but what I'm most intrigued about is elijah right mm. the, the, my, our, our dude you know you know was is, i mean obviously some sort of like mystic right he was this prophet he could you know perform the mm. you know he could show down with with you know uh, prophets of Baal and all this stuff he's also the thin skinned dude in all of scripture like he got called baldy and had children mauled by a bear with his like <laughs> with his <Yeah>. powers. <laughs> like he was endowed. Uh, real talk. Real real talk. Nice. He had like powers. Elijah <laughs> did. He chose to use them at one point to to have children mauled by a bear because we of his receding hairline. Yeah, exactly. Like he just had wow. it one day, and he's like, "All right, sick him, bear." You know, he's <laughs> my profit wild. powers on you. That's wild. That's wild. Again, I don't want to say wild. my favorite, but I'm just saying it like, if there's a guy I'd like to hang out. I don't know if I'd like to hang out with him because what if I said something that what if I, an innocent joke, you know, insulted him. And then, you know, I'd have, you know, a, a, a lion come and rip my face off, you know, it's like, chill. I just, just a, just a, just a, a joke, man. You know, we got, just kidding. We gotta, Why are you asking him? Yeah. Well, you know, you can't hang out with Elijah, but if you want to text him, I've got an app for you. No. There, uh, <laughs> mm, there is an app called Text with Jesus, which is an app that uses artificial intelligence to allow users to, quote unquote, text more than 30 Bible characters, including Old Testament prophets, Mary, Joseph, a couple of the apostles, and of course, Jesus himself. So you can just you have full conversation. What are you texting? Whatever you want, like full conversation. What are you doing? Like a friend in your contacts, you can just like you can text them whatever. So so we're not just in a Jordan Peele (laughs) film. We're in a Jordan Peele and a Black Mirror episode. So Jordan Peele Mm -hmm. directed Black Mirror for one episode. That's what who who created this? Yeah, who's who's behind who's behind this? Sean Fuse. You're definitely getting promoted now, Derek. <laughs> You're just trying to start some drama so you can we get We need a, a bell one for every time Sean's <laughs> name comes up today. <laughs> Respect the hustle. We got to. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a company called Catloaf Software. Um, Catloaf? Catloaf. I didn't name I the it. I didn't name the company. Catloaf Software. Uh, they created the app to offer believers quote a new and engaging way to interact with Scripture. So their goal is to kind of add like a personalized touch to Scripture because what happens is yes you can text whatever you want. The response back is pretty much always like a version of a verse. Um, sometimes it's just mm. directly a verse. I think they're assuming you're texting it things like I'm feeling anxious. <laughs> 
and it will respond back with, I don't know, like Philippians. No, that is not what people know. are going to be texting. You're going to be texting terrible right. things. I texted Elijah. What's up, Baldy? The road game showed up yet? I'm not going to lie. I had to fight off six polar bears. Just now. Just yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. just, yeah. I don't know what I think about this. Well. I don't know. It's weird. I do. I, I, I feel like yes. Yeah, yeah, just read the Bible if you want to know them better. <laughs> but, but at the same time, but at the same time, off mic, we were uh, before the show started. We were talking about how easy or or interesting AI's made life. Like yeah. I, I don't necessarily think. You look, I mean, it, it, as long as people know what it is, they know it's it's. Yeah. They're not actually texting with a Bible character. That this is. Artificial intelligence derived from the source material of the Bible that is is using, you know, technology to try to formulate responses, to, you know, based on what the Bible says this person had said. I, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. I, I think, you know, it's uh, again, like. People have been interpreted throughout human history. The Bible has been communicated in a variety of ways from oral traditions to like the Renaissance when people were, you know, illiterate so that they would, you know, make the outside of churches like look at the work of like someone like Gaudi in, in Spain where people could just look at a church and the whole narrative of scripture is carved into the side because they couldn't read or they, they could look at, you know, paintings at, at different periods and, and get an idea of Jesus's sacrifice or stained glass or oral traditions. Like, I think this is just another evolution of, of people attempting to communicate the truth of the source material of scripture in a way that is, uh, uh, like that the culture understands you know you know what i'm saying like i guess we're being devil's advocate there but it's ai dude I don't know what it's you're not saying. like people this curating guy, it <laughs> it's ai but, but, but again but, but the ai isn't coming up with responses out of nowhere they're using like if i text they can only use the bible or is that yeah, that's what it's pulling from it's the pulling from bible jesus saying whatever ai tells him to say that's crazy but 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 according to Emily, it pulls from. It's like, not new information. I mean, but, and, and, but how is it different than like um, you know the um, like what's that devotional um, that uh, this is a um, Jesus calling our parents this is a Jesus and calling or something a, like that that, that it, it, if it, it uses if then statements to formulate responses based on just, the truth of scripture. I just feel know? like Jesus calling and. This is an app for children and grandparents. Oh. That's what this is for. It's for but children. But both those what? people, like, children and grandparents, grandparents, might think they're talking to see, Jesus. See you soon. Just, just, see you just, soon. Just, like, what? I'm on, on my, my way. way. I'm going to. <laughs> on my way. I'm going to push forward. <laughs> but this is for this is for this is for our aunts that have all of the precious memories, uh, things around their house, and when they feel a certain way, they're, they're going to go onto the AI chat and just. Chat with Jesus or chat with uh, John or chat My with big, whoever AI John or AI I, whoever. I, I I'm with you though, um, Jesse. I don't feel that it's inherently yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I feel like if people know what I it don't is, feel but there's like, no guardrails. Yeah, I don't feel like it's inherently. But there's no guardrails with AI. But you've just turned the Bible to 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 the Wu Tang name generator. But, 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 but again, it's not like people. But people understand what it is. Like I don't think as like a thought experiment to see. Okay, how would AI interpret what the Bible says? Of uh, a, like, I'm not going to base my whole faith on it. But it, as as like a but thought sure. experiment, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong. I, I I don't think you know. I think. 
the message of the gospel is central is 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 sacred but i also think that sure. the you know it can be interrogated in, in in ways that don't uh threaten it you know what i mean like i i don't think there's anything wrong it's like you know a, a way to kind of just experiment with like yeah i, I do wonder what a computer would intake this book and if i respond based on what it in in took what would it response to what would it interpretation of this question to be i'm not saying i base my faith on it but as a thought experiment i think you know it's an interesting exercise i, I think this name generated, i think dog, this I about it you. is that every time i hear something like this that's happening it makes me my initial response is like no this is terrible i don't like this but then that makes me feel like the old person who's not willing to embrace technology and right. i don't want to be that either because i think churches we talk about that a lot on this show about how we have to be we need to be in the same space as what's happening in the world around us and so this is a conversation that needs to be happening but to your response jesse my fear with this is that it's it's providing a fake source to people who think it's a real source if that makes sense so yeah you and i are going to text and be like oh this is funny this is ai this is that whatever but what about the people who are actually looking for the There's true source? I don't think they the can world. get it from there because it's just not the real thing. And, and the uh, other uh, thing, uh, I, you, your other correlation with of stained glass and communicating scripture to the in the in the method of the day. You know, Christians believe, I believe, that God anoints people, He calls people, He gives them special giftings, He uses people. And so it's like that artist was anointed by God to take, you know, divine scripture and interpret it artistically and all that stuff. And God is in that process. This is AI. This is no human inter intervention. But but, 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 you know? but you could make the same case that the person who programmed this particular AI, if, if according to Emily, if it's source material that it's generating its responses from is... Is scripture saw that yeah, but it goes outside. <laughs> but it's para. It goes outside of just scripture. It's like but when, that's not, but 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 I mean uh, again if. I mean, AI can only output what is input into it. Like, if it, if it's like a closed source of information, like if if you know what I'm saying. Like, well, 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 actually, that's not been our experience. So, like, we'll tell we'll we'll use AI and we'll just do experimental like copy stuff with it, and we'll say write up a report on X using rollingstone.com as a style guide or tone guide or something like that. Yeah. And what it'll write up based on current information that is, you know, you know, data driven, da, da, da. It'll write up things that are incorrect. It'll, it'll use Rolling Stone's voice as a prompt, but it won't, it colors outside the lines. It makes new information part of the the discourse and that's what i'm saying like this will go outside of just well, biblical literacy it, it, and go into just like well, i'm well, chatting it, with it, my homie yeah, jesus but, but but it sounds like this isn't a chat gdp like where or where it, you're, no, it is where it, it is a communication it's a language model ai just i, I guess I my thing is not necessarily is it right or wrong but what's what the point that's my thing add? is like what is this like, doing yeah, that's that's my thing i don't I, I don't think it's a right or wrong I thing agree. here i honestly don't but i do i do think that it's a what, what is value yeah does it add? And I don't, I don't necessarily wanting... see a value, but there's a lot of valueless things yeah. out there. Like it, there, there's a lot of valueless Christian things out there. Like what? if we're just being honest to me, yes, there's a lot of valueless Christian items that are out there, right. That people just consume and it is what it is. Right. So I, I just think this is just another piece of Chachi Chachki 
that uh that's out on the internet and that has that's used to get religious uh immature religious people or religious zealots in, engaged to hopefully have we asked Sean what he thinks about this oh, stop it I'm gonna get sued hi I'm not trying to be mean I don't well, know Derek who he is. was saying his name wrong who? I didn't say anything because we could say we're talking about somebody else Jamie's calling him just by his first name I don't even know this guy this cat uh, y'all would not tell me this man's <laughs> real name. <laughs> well, like, so here's an example. I just put up a, a screenshot of this. Like, you, you know, they said uh, someone texting Jesus. Uh, I'm feeling anxious about a job interview today. And it says, remember, child, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, be uh, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4, 6. How can I show kindness at work? And it, is, and it gives a response based so they're, on... They're yeah. sending back memory but, verses. But it's just like the Bible him, app and a can text. You chat, can you chat him like, yo, what are you what are you doing right now? Like, what does it okay, say? Okay, I did download the app while we've been talking, so... Okay, I know you're quiet. Who do we want to text? This reminds me of the text video Jesus game and ask where you can play first person what he's Jesus. doing right now. You remember the... Hey, Jesus, what's up? <laughs> yeah, what are you what up to? What are you to? doing? Yeah, just say, what are you doing? I just want you to know, like, I, this feels so kind of dirty to me not dirty in a bad way i just it, makes that's the other Jesus mary is texting that's back. The, hang on what, that's texting the other what do, mary what do you what do you say hey bro if, if he say feed people right now <laughs> two fish and five loaves of bread he's a miracle no i'm just kidding oh um, wow <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, I'm getting coffee for, for my dad. So <laughs> thank you for asking. As Jesus Christ, my mission is to bring salvation and love to all people. I am here to guide, comfort, and offer forgiveness. My heart is filled with compassion for each and every one of you. So feel all free right. to share your thoughts or ask any questions he? you may How have. Dare. How, this evil computer. This evil computer. What are we Boring. going to do? I want to okay, so I I would like to say that if this if this little texting thing, if it is just responding with like literal direct Bible verses. I'm not as yeah, scared of it. That's boring. If it was saying I'm getting my dad's coffee, like, I don't like that. I'm going to be the contrarian. Good on you, Cat Loaf. I think I'm going to download and I'm going to have, I'm going to see what it's all about. And so I'm I glad think... that you're pushing the boundaries of technology to spread the good word. Well, I do also hey, want to say, get your money. That's what I'm going to say, Cat Loaf. Get your money, dog. Let me say, there's a free version of the app hey, and there's also money. a paid version. And the paid version. Get your get money, Cat Loaf. But I told you, Christian Chachki for precious memories aunts that's what the paid this version is. is where you can text the other mary you know like you can text jesus mary joseph peter john the baptist abraham moses noah job and esther oh top 12 okay there we go. now hang on <laughs> no. we actually do sorry i know we need to wrap this up if you unlock it and pay for the full version you can text satan Oh, no, okay. Christian but, 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 but again, that's probably like There's a screw tape letters. Worthless trash. Probably like a screw tape letters type of situation where, you know, you get in, you know, know thine enemy. Only screw tape I know is DJ Screw from <laughs> yeah, Houston who so, passed from... That's the case. It's two ninety nine a month. Do I do it? <laughs> no. Well, yes, do it. <laughs> All right. Do it. Moving Bill it, along. Bill it to relevant. That'll do it for <laughs> relevant buzz. Uh, make sure to check out... 
Hey, they need to relevantmagazine.com. They need to do another tier so you can text. Oh my god, so bad. That's just called. This is called Twitter, dude. Who is this guy? Um, yeah, yeah. Welcome to. Right. <laughs> All right, move the show along. That'll do it for relevant buzz. Uh, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering the intersection intersection of faith, culture, and everything else. All right, stay tuned up next. Anna Golden joins us. We're so sorry, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> can take rest cause the living God is living in my chest every day I wake up feeling blessed and even if I don't I see it as a test <laughs> cause I was lost until you found me now I know you're all around me nothing I could ever do you're listening to Maverick City Music Chandler Moore and Forrest Frank the song is no longer bound I'm free hey if you like this podcast but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Anna Golden. She's a worship artist who's dropping a brand new album called Church. She sat down with Emily to share more about her music and her story and how therapy has helped guide her faith journey. Here's our conversation with Anna Golden. Because of you, I see a new horizon. Because of you, all my fears go quiet, and I know you hold the world in your hands, and this life is worthwhile all because of you. I am so excited to talk with you about your new album, Church, um, which comes out very soon. Uh, I think a great place to start would be, where did you get, or where did the inspiration for this album come from? Man, so it all started, it all started about two years ago, I would say. Um, In 2020, I transitioned off of church staff um, in South Carolina. And at that time, I was just kind of involved in some uh, unhealthy ministry. And I've been in full-time ministry since I was 16, like working in church. So um, I knew that church was something I always loved and it was so dear to my heart. But at that time... I think I was just, I'd gotten pretty brokenhearted about some things that I'd experienced. So from there, I kind of went into this, um, I actually went to Colorado for a while and did some intensive like counseling and stuff. I just knew that um, kind of that pain I didn't want to carry into my next season. And from there, I had some pastors in my life who were like, hey, there's this church in Dallas that is... Um, honestly, Narnia. And we, we just totally could see you there. And we'd love for you to come and just sit down under the pastors for a second and just receive like, no, no, like hidden agenda, all the things. And I, I came and I just remember 
sitting in service on a Sunday and hearing Holy Spirit being like, this is where you can really find healing. Um, and I knew I was really, I felt like a lot of the pain that I'd experienced in ministry had become scabs, but not scars yet. So I knew that the next place I would be, it was really um, crucial that if it was in an unhealthy space, I could go right back to that place. But if it was a place of healing, I really could find restoration there. And my pastors, I'll probably talk about them a million times throughout this entire interview, just because I love them so much. Um, and I remember my pastor spoke this message. I actually talk about it on my record um, in the intro to a song called Manasseh. But the message he spoke, he had boxing gloves on and a suitcase. And he was talking about how foster children oftentimes like once they get adopted they actually don't unpack their suitcase for often months even up to a year because they're so used to things changing so quickly um and then he goes in to talk about boxing gloves and how so many times in ministry like or in a church like we we have our fists up like this and we're ready and we're on the defense um and he was like i'm, I'm looking in our congregation i see so many people with boxing gloves holding their suitcases and he's like this is home it's ready to unpack and i was just falling on the front row like the guest worship leader just is just coming undone and um it was there that he was like you know we really feel like you're supposed to be here and and you're part of the dna of who we are in this house and and truly i think coming here and planting in a ministry that has been so healthy it's been able to heal so many of the things in me that i thought that i would not be able to heal from and the the limps that i would walk in um as far as like the injuries that i had so experienced in ministry um not only were healed but like restored and it started with a song called the church i grew up in which is actually on tasha cobbs leonard's album now um and it'll be on the deluxe record and it's basically once you're healed you kind of see things differently and I got to go back really in my mind of even my first experience within the church and see like man it was a group of imperfect people but they're all just doing their best and loving Jesus and that's really where I got to learn the heart of God and see like the hands and feet of Jesus for the first time when I was young um, and started with that song and I remember leaving that co-write and the Lord was like, you're going to write an entire collection of songs for the church, for the worship leader to be able to lead on a Sunday. Um, and it's not going to be overly creative and it's not going to be complex, but it's going to be scripture. And it's going to be a love story to my bride because I still believe in the church. And that's um, that was kind of the genesis of everything. And now my dog is growling in the background. <laughs> He loves it. He's into it. He's, he, he loves the story. But uh, he doesn't love the mailman. So. He's got something to say. Yeah. And Frank's like, um, <laughs> and to that, I will say. <laughs> I really love the perspective that you have on your your healing journey. I think one, it's, it sounds very healthy in general, but um, it's also such an interesting way to talk about. Like even you saying, you know, 
they weren't scars they were scabs like just like you know understanding there's like a process to healing um what if you know i would really just love to know like what has your healing journey looked like what have you done like some practical things because i think a lot of people are on that healing journey and could maybe use some help or direction or no totally i think that one of the greatest things i did was um I stayed in church, but I took a break serving in the area that I did. So that just kind of created this little, it's almost like, it's really like how when you have a scar or a scab or a wound, um, that that area needs to be a little bit more protected. Um, and then I also was in counseling for a while. Um, I still go to counseling. Those things can help you um, kind of just, I always say what helps really a lot with counseling is untangling the wires in your head and kind of being like, oh, this was okay. This wasn't okay. Like, and, and learning, getting the perspective of, and I mean, through the lens of scripture too, of man, all of us are broken people and it's going to damage people because we're all damaged. <laughs> so, and, and learning that inside the walls of ministry, that doesn't look different. It's just people being people in the house of God. Um, and, and really giving yourself the gift of giving people grace. Um, that was something that was, that was really huge for me and realizing that letting go of things, um, is actually a gift to myself and to the person. Uh, and, and then now like being in a healthy ministry, being in a healthy community, I always say, I know that, um, I talk to a lot of people within ministry like that's just not my story like that's just not like I don't have healthy leadership um and I always say the greatest thing you can do is be the person that you didn't have um and that creates so much healing within the ministry that you're in especially like being the leader that sees people before their gift um being the leader that serves that lays their life down um I know before I came here there was just so much of that of like okay Holy Spirit I know where I am I know um, the culture as to which I'm in, but how can I still manage this in a way that's going to be holy and honoring to you and then honoring to my leadership? Um, so I think that a lot of that has to do with sometimes you're the change <laughs> and it's not always being able to be in an environment like that. But um, and then having having like a healthy group of people around you or friends or people that pray with you, people that love the church and fight for the church. I know that um, in that season, I had to take a step away from some of my friends who were hurt by the same um, ministries that I was in. And I kind of had to take a step back and be like, man, I, I need to be around people who are honoring when they speak about it and who have a healthier perspective. Because, I mean, the reality of the basis is, is like, you really are the sum of the five people that are closest to you. So if everybody's saying the same thing and everybody has the same pain and hurt and problem, it's really going to get inside your DNA because that's just how it works. Um, so there's a there's a bit of that too of of just making sure, um, like in a hospital, that your surrounding is clean because if there's infection around you, it will get in you no matter what. Um, so making sure that the people who are speaking into you have a healthy perspective on what you're trying to heal from. Let's take it to Jesus. Let's take it to Jesus. This is a place you can rest for a while. You mentioned that you've been um 
an artist, you know, for a long time now. And so I'm curious in these over the last few years, like as you've transitioned to a new church, found new community, how has your view of worship um, changed throughout your your career? Man, that's such a great question. It constantly has evolved. I think when I was younger, when I would think of worship, I'd always think of music and platform. And then as I grew my relationship with the Lord, when I thought of worship, I thought of just music, but it's like maybe intimate space of the Lord. And now, I mean, we hear messages about this all the time, about how worship is literally every decision that we make. Um, and it's who we are. We were created to worship. And I think of it now as like how I respond to people that cut me off in traffic is worship. <laughs> how I um, look at the barista that hands me my <laughs> coffee. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's um, Worship is literally everything that we do because yeah. everything that we do should be honoring the Lord um, and giving Him glory. And it has so much more to do with every hundred decision that we make before we grab the mic to, to get on a stage than what we actually do. Um, and I think that just being able to make that mindset shift of it's not compartmentalized in my life, that everything I do and all the decisions I make um, is actually worshiping something. So am I giving God the glory in all things. We actually had a speaker come to our church a couple weeks ago and was talking about finances, right? And he was like, in all things, are you like praying about, you know, like we're going to scripture, like we pray about everything. And he's like, what about like before you like swipe your card to buy something? And I was like, you know what? I don't think I've invited the Lord into that space. Like is every purchase that I'm making like honoring the Lord? And it sounds like it can get to where it sounds over religious, but it's not at all. It's like, man, if he has the greatest perspective on everything, why wouldn't I invite him in everything? And then with what I'm spending, is that being worshiped to you, Lord? Like, are you being honored and like how I'm proceeding on all things in my life. So I think now um, worship has taken on such a different format um, than it has in my youth uh, as far as it really is in everything. I want to make sure I'm giving glory and I'm worshiping Him um, through all the decisions. was Anna Golden. Stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. Listening to Briston Maroney, the song is Detonator. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. 
As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we uh, got talking about news stories that go grossly underreported. Jesse talked about Dick Van Dyke floating out to sea. Uh, I still the lead. He was rescued by porpoises in international waters. So, (laughs) oh, tell Jamie. Jamie wasn't here. Tell Jamie. Tell Jamie. We were talking about news stories that, like, how is it? We're talking about aliens making the news, and nobody cared. Like the government confirmed. That was huge. I thought of you, Jesse. Yes. Nobody cared, and so we were talking about what other crazy news stories have you come across over the years that nobody cared about, and it was underreported in in whatever. And then Jesse told this story. I said years ago, Dick Van Dyke was making the round. Like he was ninety-two years old. He said he was he was floating on a surfboard in the ocean, a paddleboard, and fell asleep. And he woke up so far Uh out. He woke up so far out he couldn't see land. Okay, (laughs) that is very far. That is miles (laughs) at sea. He that's good sleep too, by the way. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he was. I would like off, that. Man. He was ninety-two years old. <laughs> he we don't was know. Like you close know. to death. Yeah. He texted he, Jesus. He was, See you uh, soon. You know what I'm saying? Again. Hey. It was uh, if it was me, hey, and I he, was out to sea like that. I already told you. He said what the a pod of porpoises came along and carried him all the way back to the beach. <laughs> that can't be true. And. I, I, once, oh, once yes, again, I, if there's if there's one person who be. I trust their credibility, it's Dick Van Dyke. He said there's no reason for <laughs> him to fabricate this at his age. And I'm just saying None. that should be that should, everyone should that should that story should just be common knowledge. Like it is so. There's nothing. Yeah. I, I can't think of a few things that are more newsworthy in the era of celebrity news than Dick Van Dyke being saved from international waters wow. from certain death by a pod of benevolent d- dolphins. Like that seems it. like it should be spread out. It seems like that should just be common knowledge. Yeah. Like you know, it should be it should be enter the lexicon. Like when you get really lucky, like it's <laughs> Dick Van Dyke and porpoises. You know. There you go. I'm hoping for a Dick Van Dyke porpoise situation. Back in the day at SeaWorld, uh, the before the bad you know things happened at SeaWorld, and the trainers were in the tanks for all the shows with the animals. One of the things they did at the dolphin show was the trainer would put a rope on the nose of the dolphin with like a ski handle on it, and she would jump on and put one foot on one dolphin and one foot on the other dolphin, and they would go around the tank like skis. the The trainer would ski on the dolphins. That's how I envision Dick Van Dyke getting saved by the dolphins. Is that he rode the dolphins? Probably. Probably. How else would they? How else would they? I mean, he's yeah, he, standing I, on I, two I, dolphins as they take him to shore. I mean, at the very minimum, he was I grabbing fence. Dick Van Dyke chilling at the crib and and rolling one up. That's what and, I agree. My picture happening exactly as he described it. <laughs> picture and, rolling and, one and up. And around the world it, negligently ignoring the story. Oh so we gosh. asked you, what's a, a news story that you feel deserved more attention than it got? You hit us up on This is a spicy X episode. At, uh, uh, how do you even say it? At Relevant Podcast on X? Can we just X? keep calling it Twitter? Yes. Can we is, just not do you, call is it, it X? Is it... I know that it is X now, but how no, do you say it's it? Pronouns are X. We're going to call it X. That's the. It's, do you say, you know will you saying? X me instead of tweet me? Or That's does what that he said. He said X that you, you're an Xer. X you're me. an Xer Tweeter. if you use it. You're not a tweeter. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's it, an X. You send an X. 
If somewhere Jamie Kennedy... Do you guys remember Jamie Kennedy experiments where he would uh-huh. prank people uh-huh. like he would be dressed in some kind of ridiculous outfit and, you know, steal their groceries or whatever? Be like, you got X'd. I feel like he's, you know, whatever. first off, whatever happened to Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> Second of all, he can't be happy about this situation. So R.Y. Plain says something. His name is Ryan. All right. So Ryan Plain said the discovery of a type of cement that can store electricity like a battery future roads and buildings might be able to act as batteries for renewable energy. I think that's, I I heard about this uh, five years ago and they are, they are working on paving roads with this type of cement. And as your electric car drives on that road, it will charge. Mm. That's awesome. That's That would be cool. But did you guys hear a dick man? (laughs) 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 He couldn't even see land. He was, he was he was going to drown at any moment. He was he was within hours of death, and he's still with us thanks to porpoises. I wonder if they. <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to stop speaking. Evan Penn and he has he provided a picture. A fish with human teeth was caught in a pond in Oklahoma. In case you reread that, a fish with human teeth. He actually provided a picture. What makes this photo even more disturbing? It's only the lower teeth of the fish. It's a, like he has no upper teeth. It's just like fish gums, and it is straight up. I mean, these. This is a full yeah. mouthful of, 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 and they're straight too. It's like they had braces. Like it. Uh, is it, this doctored only, up? Jordan, Jordan Peele. I told y'all we are in the Jordan Peele movie. I told you. Wow. That's really funny. Oh man, Jaron Farron. Uh, uh, sad. Said with sad, the opening of really. Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, it's kind of been underreported that the, peop- the people of New Mexico are still dealing with illnesses caused by nuclear bomb testing, and uh, nobody's reporting that. So, well, thanks for bringing the the room down. No, nah, but it needs to it needs to be yeah. said, man, because a lot yeah. of those people were natives, man, and 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 it's terrible. Yeah. Well, there's more where that came from. Go check out our replies on X Twitter. I don't. <laughs> We should just call it Twitter X, like we say SpaceX. Twitter X. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Okay. okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, we were talking about texting the other Mary and stuff like that earlier. Um, and I got us thinking for this week's question of the week, we want to ask you if you could text any actual person in human history. What would be the text? What would be the thing you'd want to ask them that they would have to answer? You know, like if you're actually texting them. Hit us up on Twitter X at Relevant Podcast and tell us your yours there, or you can uh, answer on threads or Instagram stories as well. And we'll read our favorites next week. Who would you like? Something be? like Amelia Earhart. Like, where are you? Like, what happened? You up, Amelia Earhart? You up? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Oh, because she was in the sky. You up? All right. uh, (laughs) That's true. So we could solve some. We could solve some Mm -hmm, mysteries. Lee Harvey Oswald type stuff. I like it. Okay. You alive, Pop? Yeah. Hey, did you see they issued the warrant finally? Dude, two days ago, I I almost sent this to you guys. There's still it's an active investigation about who killed Tupac, and they find they got a search warrant for the the two houses. The uncle of the guy who's been suspected to be the actual shooter who was in the car, Mm -hmm. they're searching his house currently. It is an active investigation. They had a huge breakthrough in the case just last week. They're they're honing in on finding his killer, naming him. 
Do, do they like that, this? That, that would be great. This is a dumb question. I should just keep it to myself. But like people would still have stuff in their house that could can indict them. Like after all these years, I feel I like. Mean, is he I a know, hoarder? Right? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, like, look at Trump, though. He just shoved it all in the bathroom thinking nobody would know it was there, you know? Yeah. This yeah, man, that was, that was to, months to ago. High, <laughs> yes. This is yes, decades. True, 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 true. Hey, but you, the craziest part about all of the Trump stuff that got me blowed is the fact that this man is beating everyone and he is under indictment. Like That is the funniest thing in my I've ever seen in my entire life. Jordan Peele skit. Like, we Still are in, in a it. Jordan Peele skit. Love it. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Anna Golden for joining us today. Make sure to check out her new album, Church, wherever you get your music. Uh, also, if you haven't already, make sure to check out the brand new summer issue of Relevant. We have incredible conversations with Lauren Daigle, great cover story, Arizona, Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, so much more. Uh, you can get it by just clicking the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. If you want the beautifully designed kind of print magazine-esque uh, but also very enhanced with multimedia version of the issue. Subscribe to Relevant Plus. It's included as part of your membership. You can also get uh, ad-free, uh, unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get an ad-free version of this podcast, an exclusive subscriber podcast each week as well, and more. Uh, you can find out all the information by clicking the Relevant Plus tab at the website and plan stand uh, at the website. Plans start as low as $250 a month, and it's the best way to experience our content. Speaking about uh, experiencing our content, if you don't want to miss out on our best stuff, make sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every weekday, we send you our top five trending stories right to your inbox. You can sign up right there, well, on the sidebar, on any article, or on the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Cool, but did you guys hear Red Dick Van Dyke? Relevant Podcast Network.